Welcome back. It is uh, the last 30 minutes. And they're going to be the best 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. My name is Sam. I am the production manager and Overwatch game manager. I'm Jaden. I am the Call of Duty game manager. And um, this has been an aggressively Destiny podcast. It, it really has. This it started off crazy. It started off as football, and it just kind of devolved into Destiny. And right there at the end, we started covering a little bit of Call of Duty stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly yeah. Games. It was mostly just me re-preaching my. I want hyper movement back because yeah. that made that was fun and it it gave you something to work towards. When they upped the pace of everything. Yeah. Because now then, we're we're pace locked a lot of the time. Yeah, and 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 then when I hear about like Modern Warfare Three and people are like, guys, we're getting our movement like hyper like we're getting big movements back, and I'm like, that's. Your slide, your slide canceling. Yeah, uh, that's not a movement. That's, that's a not, that's not a ledge. That's a slide, that's you know an accident I mean? last week. That was an accident last year that turned into a major part of the game. Yeah, and then or 2019, there was an accident in 2019 where it was a bug and they went, wait a minute, this is kind of busted. Yeah, and they called it a mechanic afterwards, and then they took it away, and now they're bringing it back. Yeah, like if if the main feature of a game is something that you took away. Yeah. First off, that mostly it doesn't bode well for me. Like I don't have high high hopes for Modern Warfare 3 because that's the stuff that they're focusing on. They're like, yeah. "Guys, we got slide canceling coming back." And it's like, "Cool." But like that's not what Call of Duty is about. So I'd want to know like like I'd rather hear that like I'd rather hear all the Makarov stuff. And I'd rather hear all the the story stuff. Or I'd rather hear, "Okay, we have these weapons coming in." Or you know, we're instead of we're taking a new spin. So rather than Modern Warfare, it'll be like Black Ops Two, where we're gonna jump six years into the future, yeah, from where we are now. So it is still modern, but it's a little bit more funky. It's a little bit more imaginative. What could Modern mm. Warfare look like rather than this is what Modern Warfare looks like? Because we've gotten a lot of this is what Modern Warfare looks like between the first three Modern Warfare games. And then the 2019 Modern Warfare game, and then Modern Warfare 2, and then Battlefield 4. And I think that's why Battlefield 5 looked good on the outside, because it was just a little bit in the future. Not 5, Battlefield uh, 2022. Uh, 2020, yeah, 2042. It looked good. Because it was enough in the future that it didn't feel spacey. It wasn't like, oh, this is not ever going to happen. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoy 2042. I don't know if you play it. I, I do every now and then. It's once actually they, it feels good now. Once they reoptimized and they fixed all Everything. of the the awfulness that was the launch of that game, it's a good yeah. game now. Like it is. I think it's, I think a new season starts like this week. Oh, okay. And I don't know if I think there's a new character in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Neat. Excuse me. Um. Yeah, but no. Uh, it feels really good. I feel like it's a very. It's got the soul of Battlefield Four. In that way, yeah. it, it feels really good. Yeah, I think it's 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 so hard for me because I'm such a I'm such a guy for uh, for Battlefield One. Like that that was my game. I preferred Five over One. Really? Yeah, I felt like it was all the good things of One on a newer engine that ran better and looked better. Fair. Because one was cool. Like, the only thing that... I, I think the only mechanic that I wish that they would have brought into 5 was the bayonet dash. Yeah? Like, that was the only thing that I felt like 
this is missing from the two games. But I Fair. just felt like five was it just felt smoother. It felt like it ran better. Yeah. I'm also not a big fan of like conquest. Like I don't like vehicle maps. So yeah. the 2042 breakthrough I really enjoy because that's. I mean, there's maybe three vehicles in the entire course of the map. And so I don't have to worry about the dude who, instead of playing War Thunder, is flying the AC-130 and just dominating everyone. And I just don't get to play the game because of it. (laughs) Because everyone forgets that there's an engineer class and you can shoot rockets at the thing. Yeah, pretty much. But, Um, no, I I really preferred Battlefield 1 over 5 because of the way that it felt the grandness of it all and at least for me it felt way more it felt way more cinematic and with like the the operations like the huge you know like multi like multi-procedure map you know just like you're moving from stage to stage i can get it did have a different it had a much more movie feel yeah it felt more like you're watching a movie and it was was a little bit slower and i was okay with that and it was slow in a good way but i i don't know i there's good and bads yeah no i battlefield series never really misses they just aren't always on they aren't always fully on right they have a good idea and it seems like they just don't quite execute it all the way like 2042 yeah was a good idea and then at launch, it missed because it missed so bad, and it took them three months to make it not miss. I think I think twenty forty two would have been a big game. I think it would have bordered on Battlefield four and Battlefield one kind of levels of hype and play times and all that. Yeah. But because the beginning of the game was so unplayable, it doesn't see that anymore. That's also something to note, real quick, is how the beginning of a game can change it, even if the game yeah. improves itself. And while while there's the argument of, you know, you shouldn't release an unfinished game, that kind of thing, and I get that, it's really interesting that there's only a couple examples of a redemption for that kind of a game, you know? Uh, yeah. But I also think it can go the other way, where the beginning of a game can be so fantastic that people put up with the second half of a game and that's kind of like overwatch where the beginning of overwatch the first three four years were fantastic and then they just stopped doing anything yeah and everyone kind of put up with it and was like don't worry guys this is a crazy developer they've got overwatch 2 coming out any day now and then six years later we were like any day now guys and then seven years later we were like oh here it is yeah and and I think the same for me is with Destiny, where Destiny 1 was such a fantastic game and it started to fall off when they started messing with stuff in that early Destiny 2 time. Yeah. And then they changed the the model and everything, and it it killed it for me, and I'm sure it killed it for others. It definitely did, and I think the other and thing so, to note yeah. about live services is how heavy burnout can affect that game. Yeah. Because that's something that, like, a game that is alive for nine years plus, you're going to run into burnout. And I feel like a lot of the old heads also fell in love with it for different reasons than newer people did. Yeah. Respectfully, I think I would rather go back to the new release model, the sequel model, than a live service model. 
I think it yeah. doesn't work. I think it doesn't work for every game, and we've implemented it into every game. Yeah, I, I think it works well for the battle royales like Apex yeah. and like Fortnite and Warzone. Like the live service of that aspect yeah. works well I, because it doesn't really matter what game it's tied to. It doesn't, you know, it's got its own set of weapons. It does its own thing. Yeah, but like that's like the one thing that Call of Duty has been doing right with the yearly releases. Yeah, is. But then they try to keep the live servers going. So I think, I don't know. It's weird because like I know you have to have development time and then you can't really just react on, okay, this game's receiving well, so let's just live service this one for a while and then we'll start the next one. Because mm-hmm. it does take two to three years to make a good video game. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like they were always a little bit better when games would just drop and then drop and then drop because it also felt like there was more games to play. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, you can play a bunch of Destiny or you can play a bunch of Warframe or you can play a bunch of... I'm trying to think of the major live service games that have been going on for a long time. But mostly, like, after a while, those can get stale. Yeah. And then even when they add new content, you go to it. The new content's kind of fun for a little bit, but then it gets to that stale phase a lot faster Mm. because there's nothing inherently new about it. There's no major new mechanics. There's no new changes where it's like wow i like this there's no real big engine changes usually in a live service game yeah so it doesn't feel any different and so i think i don't know i feel like that's part of the like the gamer burnout that people are going through where just games aren't fun anymore and it feels like there's so many games but there's no choices and that's just because there are so many games but they're all live service and so they're really good ones really dominate whatever market they're in yeah and then and it's hard for someone to do something else like what was the uh i don't want to hyperscape it was a battle royale game that was like super futuristic and it used like abilities and you would upgrade your weapons like by crafting and whatnot hmm. it was kind of cool but because apex and fortnite were similar enough they just dominated that market and it never really took off it was ubisoft's oh it was ubisoft's battle royale i get you now and it just never took off because the the other two major live services were good yeah and so i feel like i don't know if it's that they're running out of genres to choose or if no one wants to get creative and they all want to play it safe and go this works so let's do this but i think a lot of i think a lot of corporate right is taking the safe route because i mean we they know that people will buy a battle pass. Yeah. They, know, they know that people will will buy Like Activision crazy, knows everyone yeah. is going to buy a Call of Duty game. They yeah. know as soon as they drop it, they could be the worst Call of Duty game they've ever made and they'll still make eighty million dollars. Yeah. Maybe the next one is better. Right. Maybe. And so everyone I, I think Modern Warfare three will have some upsides. I think if I had to guess, yeah, they're not gonna do anything new they are going to hit nostalgia pretty hard for this yeah. game. And that's going to be the main goal of this game is to hit nostalgia very hard. That's what that way there's not much to complain about. And then they'll have their next game come out and it'll be something new. But then like, because it was kind of not that it was last minute. I'm sure it wasn't last minute at all for them. No, but you know, like I'm sure it wasn't part of the original plan to do modern warfare 2 directly into modern warfare 3 like there was probably something in the middle that was supposed to be there 
So I think they just hit fan service really hard and then people won't be upset and yeah. they'll be like, this is a good way to hold me over because, you know, I get to be the sniper on the bridge and I accidentally, oh, that was Black Ops. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I almost uh, just spoiled the entire, the entire, <laughs> the Black, entire Ops. Black Ops. Yeah. Uh, no. So that's what they kind of said they're doing and we already. Oh, look at that. I didn't yeah. even know that. And so I think I should just be a yeah. game dev now. Probably. Just put me, put me, uh, make me Bobby Kodak. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could run the you could heck be. out of some Activision. Blizzard. Yeah. I no. Can... So then Treyarch is doing, uh, they're doing a new what? Black Ops game. Are and... they, do we know anything about that at all? Or is it yes. just that it is Black Ops? We know a little bit of it. Did it. Oh, was it Treyarch that did the zombies for this game? Treyarch's doing the zombies for MW3. That, okay, that's why, and I, they're doing that's why I thought Treyarch was yeah. part of it. And, because well, they're so, doing that. Yeah, they're kind of getting sections of them that are helping well, other games. I mean, so, Treyarch like, they're doing ranked. The... They're doing ranked multiplayer. Interesting. Treyarch like, should be the only team doing zombies, though. Yeah. Anyone who's ever tried to... Any of the other companies that have tried... Because what, Raven tried to do zombies... Sledge tried to. Sledge tried to do zombies, and it was Infinite just. Infinite Warfare fine. did, and it worked out okay. Like yeah. Yeah, IW zombies was pretty fun. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. Uh, but this next game, what we know through leaks, so take it with a grain of salt. Leaks or like leaks? Oh, I guess they can't yeah. data mine because they don't yeah. know the game. Yeah, Never leaks. Mind. Okay. So leaks that have kind of gone around have said that the next game will be a uh, Desert Storm game. Set in like nineties, so it's gonna be like no, Cold War. it's gonna be like Cold War two. I why? Well, a Cold War. Let, let's take a second here, all right? Because I know you want hyper movement and Treyarch's the the people to do it, but this game was in development before the demand for hyper movement really came back four years ago. I know, but Cold War to me was not good enough of a game to warrant. A sequel and it already got a sequel in vanguard <laughs> so yeah, now we're doing the, the third the problem game. Is, but here's the the problem is that uh with all with everything right now in terms of cod it they're narratively all doing the same narrative so it's hard for treyarch to go we're gonna make a hyper movement jackpack game even if it was like black ops 3.5 because then they'd have to have a timeline that's all from like 1945 to suddenly like 2145. But everything besides Black Ops 3.5 would be from 1945 to 2020. But to me, that's how they make money. Because then the boots on the ground people get their boots on the ground games. And then the hyper movement people get their hyper movement games. Yeah. And you just kind of alternate like that. And then as one of them starts to fall off then you start to lean more into the development of the other side. Yeah. And you just kind of do that. But the because then you always have something good and you don't have the Battlefield 1, World War 2 era where every company Did made same. a World War 2 game on accident. Yeah. Or World War One game because literally they all did it and they did yeah. it for like two games in succession. They all did they all like had this, the same. this chunk of like, yeah. what was it, 2017 to 2018? Battlefield 1 was 2015, I'm pretty sure. Was it? I so thought, like no, uh, yeah, sixteen. No, sixteen. I think it was sixteen. Well, that would have been so maybe twenty sixteen to like twenty eighteen was just all. Well, 
yeah because people got tired of in the sky and they all threw a fit so then i think every developer went yeah. Boots on the ground right now. World War II is good boots on the ground. and Yeah. I, I, I'm afraid of the market doing that again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll look up some dates and we'll figure some stuff out and we'll come right back for the last few minutes. Proud to be voted 